I want you to hit me as hard as you can. This Jesus Christ superstar has blessed us with many great performances in many great films. There was a time when we were all sure that this man was gonna be the next big thing. In Hollywood, Jim Caviezel had a bright, bright future and was destined to lead this kingdom. But then he didn't. All eyes were on the performances of Jim Caviezel. His dark, mysterious persona would draw us into every character this man transformed into. Like a soldier in World War II, a swashbuckler set on revenge, a golfer, a homeless person, a person of interest, and he took on probably the most challenging role ever. Jesus Christ. You know, the one from Christianity. Janet, I'm Jesus and I forgive you. <laughs> However, in the past decade or so, he hasn't really been able to reach the success of his earlier work. Was the stain of playing the title character in the most controversial film ever made too much for his career to handle? And did Mr. Caviezel's outspoken religious beliefs interfere with his career? Or is it all just one big conspiracy theory? Today, we ask the question, what the f happened to Jim Caviezel. Before we begin, I just want to say thanks for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe, and make sure to click that bell to get those notifications if you're into this kind of stuff. Now, back to the show. But to truly understand what the fuck happened to Jim Caviezel, we must begin at the beginning, and the beginning began when he was born on his birthday, 1968, Washington, the state, young Mr. Jimmy was offered a full scholarship for acting at New York's famed Juilliard School, but he turned it down because he had been cast as Warren Earp in Kevin Costner's sure-to-be-a-hit Wyatt Earp. But it wasn't. It was a box office bomb, and it was all Jim Caviezel's fault. Probably not. Jim Caviezel would continue to take on small roles in movies like the Matt LeBlanc monkey baseball movie, Ed, and he would play a fighter pilot in Michael Bay's The Rock. I always thought that was him. In 1997, we would see Jim Caviezel star alongside Demi Moore in the newly relevant Ridley Scott-directed G.I. Jane. They should make a sequel to this. <laughs> oh, wow! Then Jim Caviezel would have what he would call a turning point in his career when he was cast in Terrence Malick's World War II epic, The Thin Red Line. The Chicago Film Critics Association would nominate Jim Caviezel for Most Promising Actor, and this masterpiece of a movie has one of the greatest casts ever assembled. And since this was a Terrence Malick film, and it was just kind of chaotic, and they just shot and shot and shot, and nobody knew what was going on, but it didn't matter because it's beautiful, all of these superstars, legendary actors, seemed to think that they were the lead of this film. And there's not really a technical main character in this one, but if you had to pick one, 
it would be newcomer Jim Caviezel. And it is true that his performance stands out amongst all of these wonderful actors. The young man had a promising career ahead. No, I wanna go, sir. In case something bad happens, I wanna be there. After working with Terrence Malick, he would work with another legendary director, Ang Lee, in the box office bomb, Ride with the Devil, in 1999. Then Jim Caviezel would score his first big-time starring role opposite Dennis Quaid, who played his father in the sci-fi thriller Frequency in the year 2000. This interesting time travel film would garner strong reviews from critics, who said that the film had enough surprises and suspense to keep audiences entertained, while also praising the performances of Dennis Quaid and Caviezel and Frequency was able to make a decent, if not overwhelming, profit with $68 million off a $38 million budget. Jim Caviezel would next appear in a couple of films that failed to really ignite the box office or impress the critics. But you could tell he was trying. He played the homeless person that Haley Joel Osment paid it forward to in Pay It Forward, and this was followed by him becoming the romantic lead in the Jennifer Lopez drama Angel Eyes and critics called this one schmaltzy romance. Jim Caviezel notoriously refused to film any sinful, unclothed sex scenes. And of course he says this is because of his faith and out of respect to his wife. And this might have been the first time that his beliefs interfered with his career in a significant way, but not that significant. I mean, did we really need to see Jim Caviezel's butt? We'll get to see plenty of his body in The Passion of the Christ. He was also in a movie called Madison. It's one of those based on a true story, overcoming the odds, underdog sports movies. And this film received a standing ovation when it premiered at Sundance, but only made like $500,000 at the box office. Then Jim Caviezel would bounce back in 2002 by starring in the Kevin Reynolds-directed adaptation of The Count of Monte Cristo. This exciting adventure film would earn strong reviews from those critics who called it an enjoyable swashbuckler. Audiences would show up to this one and give the film a respectable $75 million off a $35 million budget. And Jim gives it his all in this one. You can really feel the pain of this character. Which is kind of Jim's thing. You know, playing characters that get tortured a lot. Then Jim Caviezel would star in a string of films that didn't really move the conversation much. He was in High Crimes opposite Morgan Freeman. Critics hated it. He was in Highwaymen. Critics also hated it. And a film called I Am David. Which, yeah, they hated that one too. But who cares, because next, Jim Caviezel would do the film that would either make or break him, depending on how you looked at it. Jim Caviezel would next star in the most successful independent film ever made, as well as probably the most controversial film ever made too, when he took on the lead role of Jesus Christ in Mel Gibson's The Passion of the Christ. And as a devout Catholic, Jim Caviezel was eager to portray Jesus Christ in the film. However, he says that the day after Mel Gibson offered him the role, Mel called him back and tried to tell him not to take it because it would completely destroy his career. But Jim Caviezel told Mel Gibson that taking on this role and portraying this character was his cross to bear. Oh my god. 
L literally, kinda. The chaotic production of The Passion of the Christ is stuff of legend, maybe even biblical, one would say. Jim Caviezel was subjected to numerous injuries, some of which seem to have been an act by his on-screen father. You know, God. An act of God. While filming this movie, Jim Caviezel and the assistant director were struck by lightning, and he was accidentally whipped twice, leaving a 14-inch scar on his back. In addition to his shoulder being dislocated, and Jim Caviezel got both pneumonia and hyperthermia from the five weeks he spent nearly naked shooting the crucifixion scene on top of a freezing cold windy mountain. And last but not least, after production wrapped, due to the physical toll that filming took on Jim Caviezel's body, he had two major heart surgeries. Yet, when asked in an interview if he thought it was all worth it, Jim Caviezel smiled and said, absolutely. The Passion of the Christ opened on Ash Wednesday, February 25th, 2004, and this controversial foreign language film took in a staggering 125.2 million in its first five days, tying with The Lord of the Rings Return of the King for the highest Wednesday to Sunday opening weekend release ever. This $30 million gamble came straight from the pockets of Mel Gibson, and would go on to earn a still record-shattering $612 million worldwide. While reviews for the film were split, many people appreciated this intense vision of perhaps the most famous story ever told, while others felt that the violence was, you know, a little bit too much, a little too distracting from the overall story. This thing was a pop cultural and religious phenomenon. Churches were taking field trips to go to see this movie. It was huge, it was everywhere. I saw it sitting on the front row. It was intense. Whoa. And Jim Caviezel's performance is absolutely astonishing. He put his heart and his soul and his spirit, and of course his body, into this performance in a language that he doesn't even speak. And the pressure of playing a character who is a god, a lord and savior to billions, it's absolutely unimaginable. Yet Jim Caviezel pulls it off. Once again, you can feel the pain. Every nail, every whip, every thorn. But even in the scenes where he's just sitting there, you know, like at the Last Supper, you can tell that this guy, his talents are, you know, a gift from God. And if you don't believe in God, his performance at least makes you believe in cinema. And just when you thought this story was done, Mel Gibson and Jim Caviezel have recently announced that they are reuniting for a sequel, which will be titled The Passion of the Christ Resurrection, which will be coming out, you know, in the future sometime whenever they get around to doing it, you know. The Passion of the Christ was not Jim Caviezel's only film in theaters in 2004. He would also show up in the Robin Williams thriller The Final Cut and play the lead in the golf biopic Bobby Jones' Stroke of Genius. 
and he did all of this while earning a degree at Notre Dame. In the year 2006, we would see Jim Caviezel pop up in the limited release thriller Unknown, followed by the Denzel Washington, Tony Scott-directed Deja Vu, and then he did a string of films that were either box office bombs or direct-to-video duds, like Outlander, Long Weekend, The Stoning of Soraya M, and Transit. But from 2011 to 2016, Jim Caviezel would star in a successful CBS crime drama called Person of Interest, which would see him be nominated for two People's Choice Awards. And yeah, I've never seen this, but you know, it was a big popular show and he was a big star on TV for a little bit. So he was still hanging in there and everyone's like, ooh, what's this uh, guy who played Jesus? What is he going to do next? And of course, the only thing left for him to do was be in a movie featuring Sylvester Stallone and Arnold Schwarzenegger in the $137.3 million grossing Escape Plan. This film actually tanked at the North American box office, but it did really well internationally. So, you know, it's like a hit or something. But of course, most eyes were on Sly and Arnie. I know I've seen this movie, but I don't even remember Jim Caviezel being in it, but I, you know, I'm, I'm sure he did fine. Boom. <laughs> then, over the next eight years, Jim Caviezel would only appear in two wide theatrical releases. 2014's When the Game Stands Tall, another one of those based on a true story, underdog, you can do it coming of age sports movies. This movie actually managed to double its budget, yet critics called it cliched. So Jim Caviezel went back to doing the biblical drama thing and he played Luke, you know, the one from the Bible, in 2018's Paul, Apostle of Christ, which managed to make $25 million off a $5 million budget. And of course, the rest of his output in those years were either extremely limited releases or more direct-to-video duds such as a slavery drama called Savannah, a western called The Ballad of Lefty Brown, a love story called Running From Grace. Then he was in a movie inspired by a true story about a Christian man who's imprisoned in Iran in the film Infidel in 2020. Of course, this is a Christian faith-based film and Jim Caviezel's actually pretty good in it, once again taking on a character who goes through horrendous torture. Jim Caviezel can always make you feel that cinematic pain. What do you want from me? While many actors have seen their careers go the direct-to-video route due to diminishing star power, Jim Caviezel says that he truly believes that his role as Jesus Christ in The Passion of the Christ blackballed him from Hollywood. And that may be partly true. However, sometimes a person's personal life can bleed into their professional, and Jim Caviezel has not been shy about expressing and sharing his personal views in public. You know, views that are big no-nos in the movie-making industry. His deep religious roots have seen him become a vocal opposer of abortion and stem cell research. Jim Caviezel has appeared alongside Mike Lindell, you know, the MyPillow guy, at something called the Health and Freedom Conference. He was there to promote his upcoming film Sound of Freedom, which is a true story about rescuing children from sex traffickers. 
And while he was there, he started spouting some conspiracy theories. Talking about such things as adrenochrome, which if you don't know, it's a theory that some of the Hollywood elites are secretly involved in sex trafficking and are killing children to harvest their adrenochrome from their, their blood in satanic rituals, you know, to extend their lives. Fucking Hollywood vampires, you know. Crazy, crazy things that could never possibly be true. Right? It, it's, it's, it's beyond, and these people that do it, um, there'll be no mercy for them. Um, it, it's, uh, this is one of the best films I've ever done in my life. Jim Caviezel is an actor that gives every performance his all. No matter what you think of him, that cannot be denied. Some may say that his deep, outspoken, controversial religious beliefs have alienated him from Hollywood. And you know what, they may be right on some levels. Or, you know, maybe he doesn't work in Hollywood because he accused Hollywood of, uh, you know, drinking the blood of babies. So it's kind of hard to go to work the next day with those people. But who's to say, really? And if he truly believes these things, then he doesn't want to work in Hollywood anymore. Why would he? He seems pretty content doing his thing, making faith-based films that some people really, really, really like, and some people really, really don't like at all. And you know what? If that works for good old Jimbo, that's totally fine. Do your thing, man. If that is his place in this world, if that's what he's here to do, to make those kinds of films, then, you know, somebody's gotta do it. And no offense, but at least his movies are better than Kirk Cameron's. That's something, right? Uh, I'd never been a guy who who would sell him his soul to get, you know, money or fame. Wasn't, was never my goal. It was to serve my faith. But the good news for Jim Caviezel is that he will soon be back to the big screen with the highly anticipated sequel to one of the most successful films ever made, The Passion of the Christ. And I cannot wait for that press tour, and how those talking heads on those TVs and those tweeters on the social medias, I just can't wait to see how they'll react. And Mr. Caviezel claims that this Passion sequel is going to be, quote, the biggest film in history. It's that good. End of quote. Wow. Oh. My. God. Sometimes a person has to give up their reputation to stand up for what they truly believe in. And whether you agree with Mr. Caviezel's beliefs or not, you cannot deny that this man is true to himself and his truth. Whether that truth is actually true. But that's for God to decide or Mel Gibson. So you know what? Nobody should give a fuck about what the fuck happened to Jim Caviezel because he's exactly where he wants to be. If it works for him, that's just fine. Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be honest here. I've got over 900 questions here and they're just all about you being Jesus, so. I'm afraid I have to leave, Ron. Do you have an appointment? Okay. No, 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 please, please. Jim, please. Uh, I apologize. It's too late for that, Burgundy. Look, Do your research. I, I did. You're a hell of an actor. It was a very convincing performance. That's why I got confused.